0: Richard Branson said, you don't learn to walk by following the rules. You learn to walk by doing and by falling over. And chance favours the prepared mind. The more you practice, the luckier you become. I'm really looking forward to today's podcast with Sarah Good. Her journey is absolutely amazing. It just shows that when you get the mind right, Anything is absolutely possible.
1: Welcome to the Talking Minds Podcast.
0: Come join us as we chat about a whole host of mindset-related issues, giving you both the male and female perspective don't miss out on the exciting interviews we will be conducted with some truly inspirational guests. My name's Marcus Matthews and I'm a Rapid Transformational Therapist whose quest is to transform people's minds to reach their own personal greatness.
1: My name is Tracy Carroll, I'm a Rapid Transformational Therapy Practitioner and my mission is to end the stigma surrounding mental health issues and show people they no longer need to suffer in silence.
0: get going and let the podcast begin hello everybody welcome to the talking Minds podcast um once again tracy is not here so i'm gonna have to tell her off at some point however we have got sarah good with us who is another i'm gonna say therapist and coach but actually you're a mindset and connections coach so sarah welcome sarah welcome i knew i'd do that (laughs) Hi, Marcus. It's really great to meet you. So just for, just to let everybody know, we connected through um, a Facebook page, which is uh, run by uh, Joanna Asprey-Scott, called Cheshire Socialites. Uh, and I was basically looking for people to come on the podcast, and you amazingly got in touch with me. Um, and we're connecting. And I, I've, I've done my research, as I do, former COP. So I've done my research. And I'm <laughs> really, really interested. I I, I'm, I think this is going to be an amazing podcast because... One of the things that I think connects a lot of great coaches and therapists, and I think it's interesting how a lot of us don't use the word therapist or you know, coach. There's something that people don't like about that. And I want to delve into that a little bit. Um, but often most of us find ourselves on this path because... We break ourselves. Would would you say that that is a fair analogy? I would, analogy?
1: Say, that's a, yeah, I would <laughs> say that it's a very novel. fair
0: assessment. Marcus. Yeah, fair assessment. <laughs> okay, so I will shut up. So just tell everybody a little bit about who you are, a little bit about your journey, why you do what you do, kind of what your thing is, because I want, I want anybody who's listening to this to really connect to who you are as a person. So I will let you do your thing. So just tell me a little bit about you and what you've done, a bit about your story and where you've got to now
1: okay well um my story is a long one but for I will cut it a little bit shorter for these purposes um I had quite a traumatic childhood suffered some chronic illnesses which really affected all of my life but the the biggest thing was that in 2015 through treatment for one of these chronic illnesses um I found myself in intensive care on full life support for quite a long time Um, I was on full life support for about a month and in hospital for a total of five months. Now, as many people do when they go through um, those type of life events, it affected me, not just physically. I mean, the the physical difficulties are, are quite obvious and people are quite prepared for that. But what I wasn't prepared for was the level of mental and emotional um, trauma that I had been through. And that process really, um, I had some brain damage, I had memory issues, but above all, I struggled with PTSD, which took quite a long time to even recognize that that's what it was because I think people, you know, and you will know this yourself people can relate to the symptoms when you describe them, but they don't necessarily make that connection to saying, ah, that's, that's PTSD. Um, so it took a long time. Um, and I was struggling through that process and I eventually got, um, some therapy. I had a really good therapist and she helped me with some EMDR therapy, but that was really just the beginning of the journey. Um, that helped me get over some of it, but it was a whole story. And I was introduced to NLP, the Neuro Linguistic Programming, and I found there were several strategies and modalities within that that really helped me. Um, And that led me on a self-development journey um, of really discovering not just why I was struggling with those symptoms now, but how my my whole life and my whole programming, shall we say, from an early age actually made me more likely and more susceptible to experience PTSD and that I had a lot more control. Ultimately, I discovered that I had a lot more control over my life and over my outcomes once I went through this self development journey, and that's that's the reason why I coach now. That's you know that's the journey that I've been on that I would like to help other people um, to discover that they have they there's more that they can do for themselves than they realize. Yeah, through these techniques.
0: Do you know what? And it's it's so interesting that. And I, I just just making up some notes on here, but would you say? if you're going to put a phrase, this is a phrase I use quite a lot. It's it's about the journey back to you. You're kind of finding who you are. You know, you're going on that journey back to who you are. And I often say to people as well, to clients when they're, and you'll know this for NLP because RTT uses, you know, there's elements of NLP in there as well. Um, But what I find is, is that I say to people, you were born with Windows 95. But you're trying to run Adobe Office, Office 365, TikTok, you know, and people will be they'll upgrade their phones in a heartbeat, but they don't realise that those bugs that people have been putting on the programs in their lives may or may not have served them when they were younger, um, but are certainly not serving them now. But we keep ploughing on and wondering why everything crashes.
1: I, exactly, and that's a really good analogy because I think that one of the the main points for me was actually realizing how my, um, how my emotions and thought processes had developed from such an early age Mm. and recognizing what those are and how they may have served me then. But in, in my adult life, in my, my current situation, they really had gone from being helpful and protective to limiting. And in some cases quite destructive. So, um, it is you do need to, to really examine those things then and, and when you do it can be quite a quite a freeing process you get back yeah, to it, like it, you say who you were
0: who you were who who, meant oh, to be yeah and I say I always say to people uh, and you'll be aware of this chat this this phrase about upgrading the child and it's really important that when I ask people the question is um, and I use this Bob Proctor um, um, I'm sure you know who Bob Proctor is um, yeah. but, but he he has a thing that he says, you know, you have a house, you have a car. These are all things. They're not who you are. Uh, but what do you say about your hand? You say, it's my hand. So you're not your body. And I don't want to get all spiritual and woo-woo on this, but it's very true. Actually, the, 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 the way we present ourselves um, doesn't really depict who we really are. And it's about stepping into your own greatness, your own courage, Um, and I recently saw something, um, posted and I love this and there's a difference between stepping into your brilliance and stepping into your genius and stepping into your brilliance is about, you know, you know, you worked at HSBC, you worked in London, you had that lifestyle, you know, I've, I've lived in London myself. Everybody's there. They're working hard. They're playing hard. They want the cars. They want this, and they may be really good at what they do but are they happy at what they're doing? You know, is that your purpose? You know, no, I, I said this, I've just done a podcast uh, this morning with, with somebody else. And I said, how many five-year-olds do you turn around and they go, do you know what? I, I can't wait until I'm older. So I can be a HR manager. It's just going to be amazing. Writing all those policies. <laughs> You know, you ask a five-year-old what you want to do. They go, I want to be a ballet dancer. I want to be a princess. I want to be a whatever. Okay, you've got the traditional police, doctor. You know, I wanted to be a cop. Uh, You know, that's what I always wanted to do. But again, the realities of what we see and what and they're all formed by um, society. But, you know, people don't realize, actually, you can't, if you want to be an influencer, if you want to be a YouTuber, if you want to be whatever it is you want to do, you know, you can do it but what is the purpose behind it and I think I think we both have that same thing that we led us to a point where we went what is the purpose of life what is my purpose why am I here and I think that's about that journey of coming back to you and I think fear is is the thing that stops people wanting you know wanting to conform be part of the tribe because the mind isn't there to make you happy it's there to keep you alive and you know, the majority of people are actually yeah. just surviving. They're not thriving. And abundance isn't about money. It's not about titles. It's not about wealth. Abundance is about feeling free, feeling peaceful, feeling present. You know, I don't care what anybody says. You can have all the money in the world, but you can still be absolutely in pain inside. Um, and that you discovering... that just the discovering of that, I think is so freeing. I don't know what your opinions are on that. I think that when you you get to give myself a break.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think one of the things that um, was really fundamental to my journey was when I first woke up um, and first came home after, after being in hospital, because of that experience, I had this real vulnerability and fear of, of death, fear of what might happen, Mm. fear of, you know the the terrible outcome going through this journey and discovering when you radically change your mind, mindset and you can really fully appreciate just what it is that you are capable of do you know what my yeah. fear is now my fear is not of dying my fear is not really living, living. my fear is it's not Absolutely. even not, not necessarily a fear but it's a determination that i'm not going to get to the end of my life and go yeah,
0: it was okay. Yeah. yeah and, and I, I again, I, I've spoken about this before is that, you know, if anybody's listening to this podcast, um, you know, if we look at our lives, if we're told what success looks like, generally success looks like this. We're born, we have a nice family time, and then we go to school and we pass our exams, then we do A-levels and a degree maybe. And then we go and we get a job that's going to give us a good pension. And then maybe when we're in our seventies, we can then go on holiday and then live our life. So our whole thing is about accumulating something so that hopefully at the end, we've got money to be able to then live our life in our seventies. Yeah. And it's just crazy. And sometimes it takes these things, you know, like with me, I was on the verge of suicide. I was, I was driven down that path. And, and the mind is telling you all the time, (laughs) you know, if you want to call it (laughs) a universal sign, if you want to call it God, but we're very blinded because we're so, um, the physical is so important to us, whether that be the way that we look, what we have, the cars, the, and, and actually, as I've started to look into this personally, and we look at religion and we look at politics, you know, the whole COVID situation is the psychology behind it is amazing It's to keep people small. You know, that's the reason why most of the wealth is owned by just 5% of the people. And probably only 1% of those people are actually truly happy. Um, and it takes something. We wait, don't we? Yeah. I mean, like that's, you, you know. that's
1: something. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You wait, you're waiting, you know, for the promotion, for the big house, for the, you know, for the kids to leave home and you're, know, you're waiting for all this. And then I'm going to concentrate on me and then I'm going to concentrate on what it is that I want. Well, you know, when something and it's 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 such a shame that for quite often for people that shift that pivotal moment doesn't come until there's a crisis point that forces you into saying, "No, I'm going to do that now. I'm not going to wait. Tomorrow I may not come. I'm actually going to take control and start living my life the way I want it to be now." And success you know, success is many different things to many different people. But one thing I will say is I know a lot of very rich people that are not happy and not mm. connected and not really doing what they want with their lives. But I know a lot of people who are not rich that are wealthy in ways that, you know, they are fulfilled. They're happy. They're, they're having great relationships. They're, you know, Doing jobs that they love and that mean something to them. Yeah, and I think that you know we're conditioned, like you say, that success looks a certain way. It it mm. is a certain thing, and and we live in this very competitive environment. But I think this process that I've been through, and what I try to to coach others into seeing, is that success is a personal journey. It's yeah. about connecting to who you really are and what yeah. it is that really makes you, you know, you happy, really makes you feel fulfilled. Yeah. Not for anyone else, but for yourself and, and for those. And it, it has benefits for everyone that you come, come into contact with, because when you are coming from a place where you really love yourself and you feel the value that you were actually born with that all that conditioning kind of stopped yeah. you from seeing when mm. you actually get back to the value of who you really are, you then have so much more to give to, to all the other areas of your life. And I think that's, that's a really important part of the process.
0: Yeah. And I think that anybody who's going through that process, I don't know if you've done this with your clients, but you try, and um, you, if you, if you're listening to this and kind of connecting to this story, I'm feeling a little bit kind of, I'm not good enough. I'm different. This isn't available to me. I want you to go and do this. Stand in front of a mirror, preferably naked, actually, especially if you're a bit body conscious. Look yourself in the eye and deeply, madly, truly say to yourself, do you know what? I love you. Try it
1: absolutely, absolutely. Because the
0: amount of people I know. Louise Hay talks a lot about this in a lot of her books. But um, one of the things is is that when you actually do that, and you can say, do you know, what? I'm good enough where I am now. Um, Carl Cease, um, I've I've been reading his book on the illusion of uh, money. And one of the things that he says is is that success and greatness will only come when you're when you're happy to know that you can give everything away: your house, your family, your loved ones. Be completely on your own with nothing in the gutter, and still turn around and go, "I'm going to be okay." When yeah, you're willing to absolutely. lose everything, you'll start to gain everything, and that's hard. Absolutely, you know, and that's why I, you were able to see this. It is hard. And one problem. thing
1: I would add to that: don't. I I also encourage clients not just to look in that mirror and say. I love you for who you are, but I like, I try to encourage them to pick out things that are really meaningful. When I look in the mirror, I look at myself in the mirror and say, I love that you always try to help people. Mm -hmm. I love that you try and see, you know, try and be kind to others. I love that you tell yourself things that you actually really admire about yourself as a person Mm. because those are the things that really connect when you start to really look at the things that you're we spend so much time looking at the things we're not very good at and we focus on the things that we're not we think that the way to get better is to improve on those things we're not very good at Mm. and focus on those things and actually i like to take people to take the opposite approach Focus on what you're really good at, what you really enjoy and get, master it, get really, really good at it because it gives you so much confidence. It gives you that feeling that then flows over and transfers into other areas of your life. Once you have that confidence, you can apply that to the areas where you feel that, you know, you maybe want to improve and that you can, it puts you in a place where you can,
0: really get to that um uh, uh, yeah I often say to clients okay tell me about what you love doing as a child yes what's that yes. got to do with it now tell me what you loved doing. I loved making daisy chains that's amazing tell me more about that and it's all about connecting a thing to a feeling so that's what I do a lot of you know and uh, but we're, we're conditioned to go oh making daisy chains that that's just what a small child will do but actually if you can take doing daisy chains you can make that into artwork you could then sell it and and people go, oh, that's crazy. That's that's stupid. Why? Under whose rules? Who said? Yeah. Whose rules are you yeah. conforming to that says that that is wrong? The most creative people in the world create things and and do new things. You know, if it's, it's like I say, it's like Tetris. If you fit in, you disappear. you know so if you (laughs) want to if you want to live a life of purpose you want to feel that you go you don't have to be making millions of pounds or doing anything like that but actually just that sense of you know having that that feeling inside you that that feel makes you feel amazing you know and One of the words that you mentioned, and for the people that obviously want to see it because of the podcast, um, I've got my virtual background on Zoom here. um, And fear is the big thing. So I have this thing called the facts of abundance. So it's about you've got to step through the fear. You've got to be accountable to yourself and others and choose. You've got to choose what you want. You know, you can't feel one thing and think another. You know, you've got to choose. Do I want this or do I not want this? And whatever the choice is, it's valid as long as you're happy with it. And then you've got to trust those instincts. You've got to go with what you think it is and then step forward. And one of the things that, and if you've got kids or if you're a, if you're a boss or if you've got a team, we're so focused on success. So if you, are, if, you are a, if you manage a team, if you're a CEO, even if you're a parent, so if you've got kids, I want you to try this. I want you. so when your child comes home or, or something like you go okay what did you do today well i, I did it in english how did you get on oh yeah it was okay ask your kids or ask your team say okay i want to know this week what you failed at yeah and then absolutely. congratulate them for failing because there's no such thing as failure failure is only failure is only failure if you if you're not willing to look at that and go, well, where can I learn from that? Where's the success that I can get from that? You know, I, I use this analogy and excuse my, I'm going to, I'll use the word manure, but if you want to grow an abundant crop, what do you, what do you spread on the field? You spread manure. You, The seed sits in festering feces um, to get the nutrients from that before it then, <laughs> yeah. it then pops up. And then when it pops up, it gets battered by the winds. But eventually it will grow strong to that. It'll learn those lessons. And the last thing to grow on the tree is the fruit. You know? Yeah. So you've got a, a lot of people, and I see it with a lot of coaches. It's like, I'm going to get you 10,000 pounds a month. Or, you know, <laughs> coaches, that turn, coaches that turn around and go, yeah, I'm absolutely, you know, I never get anxiety anymore. I never fear anything. And i like, you're either lying to yourself and your clients. Yeah. You know, when I first started coaching, I got my Facebook group because you know I've had a really bad day today. I felt like this. This is really annoyed, and I was people DMing me. Go, Marcus, you, you're a coach. You shouldn't be doing this. No, and human though, Marcus, uh, and, and I human. am a human. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, Bre- I'm a real big fan of Brené Brown, and and she's a shame researcher f- for those people. That go on YouTube, look at Brenny Brown's stuff. She's amazing, but. Um, she talks a lot about vulnerability, and again, you can do this, go on Google, go in a dictionary, look at vulnerability, and then look at courage, and you pretty much know that the description of both is exactly the same. Yeah. It's just the feeling and the story that we go, oh, that person's vulnerable, they're weak, they, they can't stand up, they're not man enough. Courage, rah. But I tell you this, yeah. as a former soldier, if you're in Afghanistan, you're being... Pinned down by the Taliban, you've had people dying all around you, and you're you've got 50 meters to run to get to a helicopter to get out of there. Okay, you are not going. Oh, this is easy. I, I'm a I'm soldier. I'm gonna, you are papping yourself. You're feeling vulnerable. You know your life's on the edge. But the difference is you turn that vulnerability into action. And I think that this is where if we start to come onto where coaches can help, it's it's about allowing you to follow a journey. So I always say a a good coach, a good mentor is just a few steps ahead of you. And they're shouting behind you going, don't fall in the hole on your left-hand side because you won't get out. Um, Yeah. And that's why I I call it the journey to abundance because a good coach is not going to get you from A to B. You know, if you go to a coach going, I I want you to do this, a good coach will go, okay, tell me about what's going on. Um, And, you know, Tom Landry says that a coach is someone who tells you what you don't want to hear, who who has you see what you don't want to see, so you can be who you want to be. And I think the biggest thing that stops people seeing coaches and therapists is that they're going to have to face their truth. But you'll have to face it at some point.
1: Absolutely, and that's a that's a yeah. You you do. There there is always a point in time where it comes where you really have to face that truth. Um, I mean, I. Through it myself, the realization that a lot of the things that had happened to me in my life were part of me adopting that real victim personality that I had no control, I was. Yeah. You know, I was never going to succeed at anything because of my ill health and I was always going to fail and you know there's nothing I could do about it and I had that real you know I was a victim of life mentality mm, Same now in. when same I can, yeah and then when I came out the other, other side of that and realized that that's what I was doing and actually I had an awful lot of control, the first thing I felt was guilt ah okay, so I could actually have done something about it, but as a coach you know the idea is to to really help people to understand you only know what you know when you know it Mm. and you can't go back and then judge yourself for not behaving in a certain way when you didn't realize that 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 was you know that you had other options now but on the other side of that when you do realize that you have other options it's still your choice i mean i i can't make a client go down any route i can't you know take them on their journey that's their choice they that's, have that's that journey choice.
0: That's their as journey. long as
1: they're prepared to accept yeah as long as they're prepared to accept whatever consequences that may come from that choice whether they be good or bad that choice is theirs and it's really like you say it's about you know just letting people know where those pitfalls are where those where those situations may come up, helping people be aware of them and letting them make the choice
0: whether they're going to really face them. And also also giving them the, um, giving them the knowledge that actually it doesn't matter if you fail, stop beating yourself up. You know, you make that choice and if it was the wrong choice, it's just a lesson because you know, it's like anything else Your stepping stones to success. You might be on your knees you know, you've got no money and something happens and all of a sudden you're a millionaire, you know, it can spin like that. It can spin like that so quickly. Um, you know, uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, you know, it, it can. And I think it's, again, it's about building. I, I just yeah. want to quickly go into something about mindset okay. because I think this is something that's not talked about a lot because for me, people think about mindset as being like a thought process I don't agree. I, I, it's not about a thought process. It's about a feeling process. So I'm just wondering how you look at mindset because people see it as that as like a, a five point strategy. Um, you know, this is what you need to get from A Absolutely. to B and, and I don't, I, it's, it's not, a, um, Robin Sharma talks about this. It's, it's not to do with mindset. It's to do with heart set.
1: It's not about your mental thought processes it's about how they make you feel. Mm. You know, we can all have these thought processes and we can learn to, you know, speak it in, in positive mantras. And, but if you, if you don't see, it's always going to be about, you know, get, it's getting out of your head. It's getting out of the, your head where your doubts and your worries and all those things that you've been told or you've, Process through your life that make you, you know, that that you feel make you behave and do things in a certain way, and it's getting out of that space and, and into your heart and what yeah. you feel.
0: And that's why I I talk a lot I've, I've, as part of my coaching. I I you know I'm a big fan of journaling because getting it out of your head. But I had this thing um, I call it the four R's, but it, but there's a W in there, um, which is write, read, reframe, and reload. Um, So I have people, you know, when they start to procrastinate, I oh, "It's because of this. It's because of this. okay." Give me the evidence. You know, I'm, I'm a cop, so I kind of go back to, the, "Where is that evidence of that feeling? Who created it?" And as soon as, as soon as you realize you create all of your pain, and all of your joy, there are no excuses. You are the creator. You know, you, you kind of, you are God. I've said this in my last podcast um, that once you stop blaming others and you stop looking outwardly for those excuses, you know, I went through a really tough time Um, and I blamed a lot of people and yes, they didn't treat me well. They didn't do this, but actually I'm yeah. responsible for me. And as soon as you do that, as soon as you say, do you know what? I'm going to take control. I'm going to accept that I've created everything. Not that I wanted it, not that I asked for it, but I created everything and I'm going to do the inside work. And this is where a coach and a mentor and a therapist can help is to do that inside work. And, and this is why I'm not a great fan of talking therapy because all you do is you, you, are just, when we talk about PTSD, what I say to clients, cause I, a bit like yourself, um, I don't say you, you don't have PTSD. If you have PTSD, you have PTSD. If you say I don't have PTSD, I just have some symptoms that I don't know where they've come from. So I'm going to work that out. That's a completely different story. But as soon as you say you have something, you have it. And that's how I started my journey. You know, I, I was going, I want to know my why. Why do I feel anxious? I'm, I'm, not, I'm refusing to say I have anxiety. I'm refusing to say I have PTSD. I want to know why I have these feelings yeah. that we call anxiety. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, if you own it, you own it. And, 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 and you'll manifest that. Um, if you don't own it, That doesn't mean that you're not acknowledging or you're not saying that this is happening and this is real. And I think this is the hardest thing, especially people going through trauma. Yeah, I I, I completely agree with you, Mark. I think that,
1: you know, Tony Robbins' quote is that he will always say that pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And that can be a really hard thing to hear, but it is very true. I mean, (sighs) I can look at being in intensive care in one of two ways I can say that it was really unfair and an awful thing to have happened that caused me a lot of pain and suffering or I can look back and, and be grateful for the fact that it was that pivotal moment that actually changed my life and my life is now better than it ever was before that point
0: Yeah, I would agree. I'd agree. I mean, one of the things that's quite interesting, because I know you're a fan of Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton and people like that, and environment, when we think of environment, we talk about our physical environments. But Bruce Lipton talks about, I think, when he was a stem cell researcher in the 1970s, and he said they take a stem cell, they put it in three different Petri dishes, but then put those stem cells in different environments. One grew cartilage, one grew skin, one grew bone. And I think that's what's really important is that when we are born, when we first start, actually we have that. But the environments that impact on us do mold who we are. They do. But it's, it's, it's not looking at that as from a woe is me. It's okay. I've gone through some hardship. I've gone through some hard times. How can I leverage that? Exactly
1: how can, what can i learn from this what is this teaching me yeah. how can i take this and use it to move forward
0: yeah look for the know, lessons the i said look, the time, at it look as as for the a, a lesson
1: yeah look for the lessons yay <laughs> exactly look for the lessons because these things always they have a habit of repeating themselves until mm. we do just that you know we will find ourselves in the same or similar situations until we actually stop and reflect and learn what it is, that, is you know, that we're supposed to learn from this. What is this mm. teaching us? How can, this, how
0: can we use this to move us forward? And I think this is where coaches come in. Because if you're doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. Now, you can go down that road and you can go on courses and you can do all the rest of it. But what you're paying for with a coach or a therapist, a good coach and therapist, is you're paying for somebody who's going to give you the hack. We all like a hack. You know, nobody wants to go through therapy. Nobody wants to do this. Nobody wants to do that. But if you can just turn around and go, do you know what? I'm going to start this journey. I'm going to do something. It might start with a book. I think a lot of us start with a book, and then it might be going to a seminar. And then, you know, and it's not saying that you want to become a therapist or you want to become this, but you've got to make that choice and say, you know, I'm an adult. I'm really stuck. I'm hurting. And I always say to people, draw that line in the sand and say, you know, do you want to stay where, you know, it's painful where you are. And the fear to move forward is, is that, you know, if I move forward, is it going to be even more painful? We will never know until you do it, but you already know you're in pain. So what is the choice? The choice is either you stay there in pain and you feel unfulfilled and by, you know, you die on your deathbed going, I wish I'd have stepped over the line.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's the thing. You, you have you have that choice. And I always say to me, I mean, it's interesting you say about, you know, whether you want to become a therapist or not, you know, I actually, um, people ask about my first client and I will describe myself because that's, Mm. that's who I was. I was, I was my first client. You know, I was the person that, you know, I had to figure it out through going through that process, the books and the courses and, you know, learning and gaining that knowledge. But it's like you say, knowledge is a, is a wonderful thing. Strategy is fantastic. But if you're not going to actually take some action and do something yeah. with it, then you're not going to get the results that you're after. You know, you can, you can read as many books as you want. You can watch as many, you know, self-help, self-discovery uh, videos and, and courses but actually having a good coach that will move you forward into positive action. That's what makes the difference.
0: It's about accountability. A coach, a good coach will make you accountable. That's why I said before that, you know, they're going to tell you things. They're going to tell you things you don't want to hear, or they're going to go into those places and really call you out. And you know, my I've got my own coach and I think I I don't know a coach who doesn't have a coach. I mean, a good a good coach has got because they look they know the value of what they do as a coach, but they're still Absolutely. looking to another coach, another mentor in a part of their life that they're not, you know, happy with. So they'll go to another coach and they see the value of that. Um, so when you go to a, a coach, especially, as, that's the question. If you're going to a coach or a therapist, ask that coach. Who their coach is and what do they do and why do they go to their coach? If your coach hasn't got a coach, don't go anywhere near them. That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. um, because yeah. they, because when you go and see a coach who's got a coach, not only are you get <clears throat> the knowledge of that coach, you're going to get the coach, coach, the other coach's knowledge. Because I will guarantee you, if I get a client that I'm not too sure about, I'm not too sure. I will go to my coach. I'll go, listen. I've got this client. This is what I'm doing. How would you deal with this? And then Absolutely. I gain that knowledge, and then I pass that down. So, so you kind of get a buy one get one free. You get a bog off offer with a good coach because you know they, they'll be they'll be speaking to and speaking to other coaches. They'll be speaking to other people because they coaches genuinely want to learn, um, and you learn more from your clients than your clients learn from you most of the time. <laughs> you know.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I learn things all the time from my clients, which which teach me new ways of approaching things give me new ideas and you know I'm I think life in general is a learning experience I, I, you know I think there are a few of us who actually think we know everything and you know there's nothing left to learn and that's it I've I've done the course I've got the certificate and that's it then you know that's mm-hmm. all I need to do it's it's a process and I I mean I have my own coach in fact, I've got a couple of people. That yeah, are, exactly. Know, really yeah, exactly. Great
0: yeah,
1: and exactly. And, and it's fantastic. Because, And like you say, each person is helping the next one along. And it's that whole thing of just helping helping the person who's just on the rung of the ladder just below you, you know, yeah. helping them up to the next step. And, you know, as coaches, that's that's what we do. That's that's our job is just to help the person who's just just behind us on the ladder get to where we are at this point
0: and then everyone keeps moving. And I think we could if you look to nature for this, um, you know, I, I've mentioned this before that your mind is there to keep you alive, not to keep you happy. But when you surround yourself with people that are helping you on that journey, you think of that as like wildebeest in the and I'm saying you're we're wildebeest, but you're wildebeest in the savannah. What does the lion do? What does the shark do to the to the shoal of fish? It looks out for the one that's individual it looks out to the one that's weakest and that doesn't mean just physically that means you know you can be drained you can be tired and they will attack the weaker one so if you want to be able to strengthen your mind strengthen your body you know surrounding yourself with a tribe surrounding yourself with people what you get when you pay for a coach is is forget the word money change it to energy you know i'm yeah. giving you some energy and they're giving you more energy back so therefore you can run stronger you can work harder, you can think clearer, you know, they can keep you accountable. They're gonna look after you. A good coach will do that. So when a lot of people go, I can't afford a coach, you know, you can't afford not to have a coach. But again, it's really about asking those questions of the coach. And don't think that you can't, you know, I love it when people challenge me as a coach. My thought process, you know, I'm all for that. I proactively when I speak to clients, new clients, anybody coming on. <laughs> I say, do your research, go and ask people, come into my Facebook group, um, you know, ask as many questions as you want. I'm trying to actively encourage clients that haven't had um, the best experience, mainly because they've not done the work, put a bad review on, on Google. I'm really not that bothered, you know, because I'm not after the reviews. I'm quite lucky. I've got five star reviews, but, um, but they always say to me, do you know what, Mark? They actually have that conversation. Say, no, I'm not going to give you a review. It hasn't worked for me. But that's not because you're a bad coach. It's just that, I, do you know what? I'm not ready for me. Yeah. I'm not ready to put the work in. And I go, that is the best lesson. And that is amazing. I've done my job.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, is that, is that what's great to me about that and what's really positive about that is that someone has admitted that they're not quite yet ready to put the work in which means they're acknowledging that the work needs to be done yeah and they know what they have to do they're just not yet in the place where they're able to action that and and you know so it's still a step every yeah, step in that's the right what I direction say, is still a step
0: and a lot of people don't a lot of people are looking for big leaps but actually it's the small i say there's a, there's a phrase i put this on instagram the other day is that you know smart people build their houses of abundance from the bricks that people have thrown at them you know and a a mansion a mansion isn't just doesn't appear you have to put the foundations in. you have to put the concrete in then you need to build the bricks and eventually this glorious mansion will come out but you've got to be aware that there's a a process you've got to go through that process you've got to do that you know um and and you can either build the house yourself or you can go to somebody who's an expert builder who'll give you the hacks to go well you know if you do it this way it might be slightly quicker yeah. You know, or try this. And these are the pros and the cons. This has been amazing. I could carry on talking for absolutely forever. Um, it's been a great chat. Thank you but very much. Marcus. What I want to do is I want to end it because I, so I always have kind of go-to phrases. I love my metaphors. I love that sort of stuff. So when kind of maybe you're going through that self-doubt, maybe when you go through that, you know, with that oh, am I good enough? Am I doing it? You know, or even when you're not, when things are buzzing, what is your kind of go-to phrase? What is the thing that centres you, brings you back, brings you back to your purpose, brings you back to what you, what you do? What is the thing that you say to yourself, or what's that phrase that you use? Mm-hmm.
1: I have, um, I don't know if you're aware of Peter Sage, and mm-hmm. I read a great quote, and I love this. And it is, and I'll see if I can remember it word for word, theory does not cover the price of admission to the higher levels of awareness and consciousness. So if you want to actually get there, you've got to do the work. You can't just, it can't just be theory.
0: And you've got to it's feel got, the you've work. You've got to do the work. Yeah. Our experience of life is about it's a feeling experience. Yeah. We're, we're here yeah. not to theorize. Um, Interestingly, on ITV the other day, Eamon Holmes, they were talking about obviously all the GCSE and the A-level stuff and the BTEC thing. Um, and, and Eamon Holmes said, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that BTECs put, aren't put on a, a level playing field. Um, but with a BTEC, you actually get something that you can do with an A-level. You just get a qualification.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why I think all the all the best coaches that I've met are people that have actually been through that process. Yeah. It's not just theory. It's, you know, like, like yourself and myself, you, you faced the struggle, you've found the solution and now you're helping others. And, and that's the, that's what it means to me. Yeah.
0: Perfect. I think that's a great, a great way to end the podcast. And I think for anybody who's listening, you know, it can be difficult to step through that fear, you know, um, it really can. Um, but the thing is to stop making excuses. And, you know, there's two choices, forget everything and run or face everything and rise. We all have a choice. And um, it's up to you which one you want to choose. So thank you very much for that. It's been amazing and um thank you marcus um and yeah I, I hope people like this please comment um this will be on pub it's going to be on spotify itunes all that sort of stuff so we'd love your comments um and let us know how you think and, and by all means what is your website how can people find you socials website how can people find you if they want to get in touch um
1: website is sarah good good has an e on the end so it's saragood.com. you can find me on there same on on facebook um, you can find me under my name. I will pop up in in searches
0: perfect, so yeah. yeah, please connect um let Sarah know what you thought of the podcast you know, get in touch if you if you've been inspired to kind of connect with Sarah, please do um and yeah, go out there, and make your life what it should be, not what other tell- others tell you it should be, so thank you very much, and I think we'll end it there. Thank you, Marcus.
1: If you enjoyed today's podcast, why don't you come and join us at facebook.com forward slash talking underscore minds. And don't forget to give us a little like. Thanks very much
0: for listening. See you soon.